Hi guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Nick Egan Times. We have an awesome guest. We have Marcus Ogden, who's a former NFL player who played for six years with several teams, including the Titans, Bills, Ravens, and Jaguars. Best-selling author of two books, one called Sleepless Nights, NFL, Business and Family, and the second coming out, the new book he has written, The Success Cycle. Uh, business consultant and motivational speaker as well. Welcome, Marcus, and thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me on, my friend. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. It's nice and sunny and it's Friday here. Good. <laughs> Where are you at? Where are you located? In Sydney. Ah, very nice. Yeah, man, that's awesome. How's your day been? Not bad. You know, I'm in I'm in North Carolina, so it's a nice, you know, sunny day. Uh, it's about 5 o'clock p.m. on Thursday night here. So, you know, we're just kind of getting things moving in the right direction. That's good. Um, and how else is everything going over there? Just generally speaking with COVID and everything. You know, Nick, good question. It's going all right, my friend. It's, it's been an adjustment. You know, I do a lot of speaking normally, uh, travel. I'm on stage a lot. We're now doing more virtual, kind of like what we're doing right here. A lot of Zoom, a lot of WebEx. So it's been good, but it's been a definite pivot in changing our strategy to kind of get the same vision going where we want it to go. That's excellent. All right, let's just jump straight into it. For the listeners, who is Marcus Ogden? Marcus Ogden is a national, international keynote speaker, executive coach, consultant, and best-selling author who played in the National Football League for almost six years. And he is somebody that loves working to help people inspire, to get inspired, Nick, to have success and accountability in their own life. That's awesome. Tell me about your family and life growing up for you. Uh, grew up in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital of the U.S. Uh, we were raised by a single father, Nick. Uh, my father raised my brother and I from the time I was eight and he was uh, 14. And we grew up, you know, learning how to respect women, respect ourselves and educational sports. And it was phenomenal having my brother, you know, in my life who also played in the National Football League and being raised by a single dad who taught us a lot about how to be men and how to take care of our business was absolutely a blessing to have that happen in my life. That's terrific. Um, talk to me about going through college and getting drafted and going into the NFL. Is that something you always knew you were going to go into, the uh, NFL and playing football as a career initially? It's a great question, Nick. No, uh, I went to St. John's College High School. Uh, you'll know this brand, Under Armour. The CEO and founder of Under Armour, Kevin Plank, went to my high school in D.C., and I got one scholarship offer to go play football uh, for Howard University, which was awesome. My dad went to school there. And to be honest, Nick, I wanted to be an investment banker, work on Wall Street, but I really worked hard, did a lot of great things on the football field. And as a result of that, I was able to get drafted into the National Football League. Uh, I'm the first and I'm still today the only offensive lineman ever drafted from Howard University into the National Football League. Well, wow, that's impressive and sensational. Well done. Um, tell me about, um, obviously, playing in the NFL. What, what insights could you share? What was it like playing in the NFL? Playing in the NFL, Nick, was a lot of fun, a lot of hard work. It was a lot of stress, mental and physical. It was a lot of ailment, you know, pain from playing the game. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, it was a great experience. I made, I met some great teammates. Had some, I still have some great friends today. And the competition level was absolutely the highest of the high. 
And that's what I wanted when I played sports. I wanted to play against the best. I wanted to see how good I really was. So the NFL for me was a, a golden opportunity and a golden ticket like Willy Wonka <laughs> to have the best life that I could have for myself. Cool. And is there a favorite NFL team you have today that you follow? Yes, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Baltimore Raven fan, uh, but I picked the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl about three months ago because I saw the way their team was starting to come together. I saw the way they were starting to make some real you know, gelling, and they just made some great – and they're young, Nick. They're very young at key positions, quarterback, left tackle, corner, middle linebacker. So I feel if they can keep that nucleus together for many years, Buffalo's going to have a very good team for a very long time. Sensational. All right, so talk about post-NFL career. Tell me about going into the business arena and how that interested you. You know, Nick, for me, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to go and punch a clock and work for somebody after being in the NFL for almost six years and getting up when I had to get up for training and going to practice and all that stuff. So I wanted to try something to be my own boss, to try to see if I could do it. I could build my own legacy. And that's what I did. And I got into construction and I had massive success for about five years, we became the largest African-American subcontractor in the city of Baltimore and the state of Maryland for two years. Uh, and it was phenomenal. It was great. We were great at site work or earth moving, utility, stormwater, sewer. We were very, very big into all that stuff. And it was a great experience for me, made a lot of money and had some high success. But unfortunately, Nick, if you don't learn how to appreciate success and not get mesmerized by early success, success can also cause you great detriment in the long run. Well, that's great insights. Um, tell me, so what was the business process after that moving into obviously getting into books and becoming a motivational speaker? How did that all transpire for you? Great question. So I ended up, Nick, uh, having a business with my construction company. Unfortunately, I ended up uh, making a really big mistake, trusting a client that I should not have. And as a result of that, I ended up filing a chapter seven bankruptcy because I spent about two and a half to $3 million of my own money, the company's money, credit cards, leveraging my home, everything you could think of to basically make sure I was able to put myself in a position to try to save my company. And when my change order got denied, that's when I knew it was over. And from there, I ended up putting myself in a position where I had to readjust. And I moved from Baltimore to Raleigh, North Carolina. And I worked a couple jobs until I was fired from both of them in the same week. And eventually, I ended up taking a job as a custodian, Nick, for $8.25 an hour on the graveyard ship. And I did that, and what happened was, it was my wake-up call, because what happened to me was, I learned how to have humbleness, accountability, and ownership, because when I was a custodian, I had my aha moment where somebody spoiled milk, rock banana peels, trash, horrible protruding, everything nasty smelling, got on my body, my skin, and my clothes. As a result of that, that's when I had that wake-up moment. I said, I want to be a speaker. I want to help people with my story, and that's what I did. But like you know, Nick, when you start something, 
You start at the bottom. And for two and a half years, not one paid job. And I finally got my first paid job in 2016 with a small college in North Carolina. And I haven't looked back, Nick. In the last five years, we've worked for 19 Fortune 500 companies. We've done all types of businesses from retail to home improvement to mortgages to real estate to technology to insurance to financial planning. Worked really hard to build this brand. And we're very fortunate to have some phenomenal people and have a great business partner. We have a great team. And without those people, Nick, our business would not be where it is today. That's for sure. That's sensational. And yeah, great insights and respect, obviously, to where you're at now. So talk to the actual uh, first book, uh, Sleepless Nights, the NFL mm-hmm. Business and Family. How Obviously, that I'm assuming was um, inspired by, obviously, your story. But just yeah, talk to it, please. So the first book, Nick, was my autobiography. It really was setting the stage, talking about my life, my upbringing, who I was. For it, you know, I had that tough transition, and it really put me into a, a, a place where, you know, it was really, really just hard for me. And I ended up writing the first book to tell people about how hard it was, Nick, for me to start the business and get my life in order after my chapter seven bankruptcy. And then I left left off there as the cliffhanger because I still wasn't where I wanted to be. But the first book was my autobiography kind of setting the stage for me and for my life to go forward to where, you know, where where we wrote our second book was talk more about some success principles and things like that. Excellent. Um, have you done much traveling in the United States? Obviously, changing NFL teams. Um, mm-hmm. Where's your favorite places to go? Have you done international travel? Is there anywhere you like to I, go? I, I have. Great question. I, I used to live in Scotland. I lived in Glasgow, Scotland for six months through NFL Europe. I traveled to Amsterdam, Berlin, Cologne, Frankfurt, Dusseldorf. I've been to England. I've had a really robust travel in my time because... I've been fortunate that football was able to help allot me the opportunities to travel and see the world. And then also before I got married, after my NFL career, I got into some traveling and things like that um, as well, because I was just wanting to see more of the world, more culture and experience other people's rituals and how they live their life. Is there any specific location that you've been to that you like the most that you could recommend listeners to go to? Oh, yeah, Glasgow was amazing. You know, Glasgow was beautiful country. You know, you could, you know, we lived in, I lived in downtown Glasgow, uh, the Thistle Hotel. You could take like an hour ride out to the country and see old castles from the, you know, from like the 1200s or thousands or even earlier. I saw the crown jewels of, of, of Scotland, you know, at a museum, sat in the King's chair in the King's hall, Got a chance to go back to old parts of Scotland where they had cobblestone in the street, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was just absolutely amazing. And I really, truly loved every minute of it because it was a place for me to learn how to develop myself. I was only 23 years old at the time, Nick, but it taught me a lot about culture, 
how to you know live life, how to be respectful of other people's principles and how they did things in different parts of the world. So I really enjoyed Glasgow, Scotland uh, tremendously. All right, cool. What um, inspires you daily and in your life? So I'm sorry, say it again, you cut out, Nick? What inspires you in life and daily? What inspires me, Nick, is the ability to help others with my story, helping people succeed where I have failed. And that's what our work is as a speaker, a consultant, a coach, an author. We really, really work hard, my partner and I, to give people action steps to help them move forward into helping them get to where they want to be in their life. Terrific. If you were 18 again and you had your time over again, what would you tell yourself and do differently? I would tell myself to learn how to be a better communicator. Uh, in the NFL, I went to some different teams, which is great, but I could have stayed with the Jaguars longer if I just would have been man enough to talk to my position coach and figure out from him what I need to do better to make sure he and I were on the same page so I could have had a better career with the Jaguars and longer. No regrets because I had a great career with them, but I could have been there longer if I would have been more open to learning how to have healthy dialogue and discussion and not just wanting to go somewhere else because I felt someone didn't like me. So I wish I could go back in time, Nick, and tell my younger self, don't just look to get shipped out. Sit your butt down in your coach's office and find out from him what you need to do better or what you could do more of to get back, to get into a better position with him and within the organization. Excellent. Um, what are your interests and hobbies aside from obviously doing what you're doing now? Um, what do you like to do in your free time? Oh, I love to go to the gym. I love to go to movies. I'm a big movie person. I love to play poker. Uh, I like to just you know, challenge myself and think and you know, put myself under stress sometimes and have fun. And I'm just a person that also loves spending time with his family and his friends. Um, going to the mall with my wife, walking around, looking at stuff. Uh, I like to travel as well. But my main loves, I would say, are the gym and uh, also going to the movies. I'm a big movie person. Excellent. And just generally speaking, where do you see, um, obviously not getting too political, but where do you see the United States generally positioned for the future overall? I think the United States needs to go through a healing process. We've had a lot of stress a lot of high tension. We've had a lot of, you know, um, volatility. And we need to just come together as a nation and need to just put our best foot forward. I mean, unfortunately, because of all the craziness happening, a lot of people in the globe are looking at America, the U.S., that we're not organized or we're not, that we're in disarray. And we can fix that. We could just need to come together, put your political views aside, Joe Biden, is our president. Kamala Harris is our vice president. That will not change. That will be the way it is for the next four years. And we need to get behind them and we need to encourage them because that is our leadership. And if we can start to do that, Nick, I feel the U.S. can get repositioned and realigned to the, to the place where people across the globe look at us as an organized, very well-detailed, very well respecting our country. Cool. And regarding the vaccine for COVID, is that something that you would take? Yes. Uh, my mother-in-law is a registered nurse 
and she's already taken the vaccine. And she said it's done well for her. My wife is a teacher, so she's essential. She's taken the vaccine. And so far, it's been so good. I mean, they've had great results. They've had great responses. And my mother-in-law, as I say, you know, it's been clinically tested. And if my mother-in-law, who I trust implicitly, says the, vi- the vaccine works and is safe, I'm going to take it because I trust her as a medical professional and my mother-in-law. She's not going to tell me to do something that's not good for me or for my body uh, as a whole. Yeah, hundred percent, and that's great insights. It's good to know for the future here because here in Australia we haven't rolled it out yet. Or so, yeah, we're waiting for that. Um, Marcus, thank you for coming on my podcast. I do appreciate your time. Uh, I hope you have all the success in twenty twenty one and the new book that comes out and you sell a million copies. I appreciate my friend. Thanks for having me on. And again, uh, from uh, US to Australia, it was a fantastic experience. And thank you very much for your time. Thanks. Have a good day, mate. You too, my friend. See ya.